Metallica double kick drum. Nah. If it was Metallica, it would be badly done. Because Lars is an unco. Yes, I did enjoy that episode, but I was devastated that we didn't get any Def Leppard content. I was really keen to hear Adam talk about that. Uh, there is no Def Leppard album. I don't know where you got this idea from. Is it just like a couple of tracks, is it? It appears to be three tracks. <sighs> Seems hardly worth um, getting an orchestra oh, the orchestra, out. yeah. <laughs> Seems like a waste of fucking time. All right, boys, we're, uh, we're done. Yeah. What? <laughs> Anybody here order an orchestra? Possibly while high. <laughs> Cypress Hill, I'm looking at you. Oh, dear. Uh, well. Trimming balls. This is definitely our Goldilocks week this week. Right. So, you know. So which one is just right? Oh, okay. You don't, you, okay. Well, well presumably I, I Look. There, has to be a, there has to be a too hot and a too cold. Yeah, well, oh, I think I know def- what's too cold. <laughs> one's definitely fucking too cold. Shall we start with that? Because you, you've already given your review, and I don't have much to add. I, um, well, I think we need to talk enough in order to have some sort of bed. Fred I, again with Brian Eno. Look, I'll, I'll push back a little bit against you in that um, I actually think Rufus to Soul can write a banger. It's just few and far between, and there's a lot of dross. The, the the between stuff is very dross like. Uh, I think Rufus can write a banger. A fine couldn't... banger. Ah, uh, like like a song I really enjoy listening to and that sticks yeah, in my head. And that, that... banger also isn't is not just a song you like. It's a song that has energy. And no, yeah. I've never heard a Rufus to Soul song that has energy. That it's not a bop, as the kids haven't been saying for years. Yeah, it's more in that. Like I, I quite liked a band called Lamb back in the day. That had this real sort yeah. of. Um, I remember them. Yeah, and I think good Rufus to Soul can be a little bit in that thing. The pro- the problem is is that the stuff in between is not real good. This stuff, like I quite like ambient spaced out um, music. I, I, there's spaced out, and then there's heavily sedated. I couldn't listen to this as background music. Like I couldn't have this on while cooking it was it was offensively spaced out it was like aggressively badly spaced out it made me Um, think i was recovering from a general anesthetic it was just so chloroformy there was a game when the ipad first sort of first came out and people were starting to write games that would that you know the word for pc and for console yeah like little little games because games used to be very the, grand. Yeah, but the, but sort of reflected the, the architecture of the iPad, right? You know, the touch interface and stuff. Yeah, little in-app, little in-browser kind of things that would work on the for a touchscreen. Yeah, and that there was this game that was essentially orbs of energy, and it, it was a physics game actually. You know, the the the, the quicker you pressed and the the more the more you sent the ball in one direction, the smaller the ball would get. Right, it would lose energy. And then it would absorb another ball and get more energy. And so, if you if you absorbed a ball, it had this real ambient ambient soundtrack that you know. If you absorbed a ball, you got this this choral swell of you know po- positive energy. Yes. And then if, if you got came close to another bigger ball, it was about to absorb you. You know, you got this dark you know sort of you know bad sort of vibes energy. And 
listening to that with headphones was 50 times better than listening to this fucking album from people that are supposed to be artists. What is going on? What, what is the point of... What is the point of, of Fred again? What is the point of this man? I, 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 is, this, is this his best work? I don't know. I, I, not, I don't even know what Brian Eno's doing here, other than picking up a fucking check. Like, you know, it was funny, Adam reading, you know, reviews of the National album last week. But this is another one. It's like, it is completely and utterly baffling how this got any hype. What these at people all. are seeing in it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's, this is bad and it's the worst kind of bad, folks. It's boring. It's so fucking boring. And if you hear one track, you've heard the whole album because they don't do a single fucking thing different from track one to track 12. It's the same shit over and over again. But it's aggressively boring. Yes. It's like... It's like... It is offensively tedious. It it doesn't fade into the background. It's like foregroundingly boring. It's like... It turkey slaps you obnoxiously (laughs) with just how devoid of ideas and worth and interest it is it's so fucking dull yeah it's like eating a fucking pint of wallpaper paste it just sucks it sucks so much (laughs) fuck Uh, you Fred (laughs) Fred never again Fred never again never wrong said Fred drop dead Fred (laughs) Ah, oh, dear. Putting the no back in Brian Eno. I think we've, we've dealt with these fucking charlatans. Um. Anyway, what album was too hot? Oh, for me, it was um, it was nothing but nothing. Because you're a oh. coward. <laughs> you were gonna say that. This was glorious. <laughs> I was like, this is a bit too aggressive for me, and the dog is gonna go. You are off your chops. I love this album. What more can you want in music but this? Well, this is the second most aggressive metal album I've listened to in the last week, let's be fair. Uh, But this is uh, glorious 70s kind of proto-metal, early thrash, a little bit proggy, um, ridiculous solos, a bit of kind of blue oyster cult style, twin guitar harmonics and shit, and even a little bit of kind of late... Um, sort of the, the late 70s Sabbath stuff when they were kind of, you know, cocaine and mook synthesizers kind of areas. Um, and, and suitably silly kind of metal content about, you know, the devil and the murderings and drugs and stuff. Um, it's, it's, it definitely doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's, um, it's technically really well done, very silly and good fun. Look. I enjoyed it. it. I just found it a bit relentless after a while. Um, like, it's just a lot of riffs. Yeah. <laughs> it's just riffs from breakfast to, to dinner. A time. lot of twiddly, a lot of solo, a lot of a lot of lead. Yeah. It's all lead. There are, it's all lead guitarists. There's no there's no fucking there's no there's no rhythm guitar on this. It's all lead. Even the tracks where yeah. where they where they've added the rhythm part to, to a synth. Well, the last track is the softest track, and it's actually in, like, Serbo-Croat or something. It's some sort of Balkan language. Um, it almost it almost felt like um, like Serbia's entry in the Eurovision contest. It had that kind of vibe to it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, which is odd from a fucking uh, uh, Pacific Northwest uh, 70s throwback metal band. But, um, yeah, I, enjoy, I, enjoyed this, I enjoyed this album a lot. 
Um, I thought it had it had a, a few different moods to it. The first two tracks are just furious bangers, and then it goes yeah. goes through a a phase of, of there's an instrumental, and then it goes into kind of a phase of of you know Iron Maideny sort of ridiculous histrionic metal, and then and then at the back end it does a few kind of odd things, and it does have a uh, like a lot of these bands kind of throw back the Black Sabbath, but this is to a particular era of Black Sabbath that wasn't particularly popular. It's quite interesting that they've gone to that sort of space. Yeah, good album. Again, only the second most aggressive metal album I've heard this week. Only the second best metal album I've heard this week. Because as listeners to last week's episode understand, that Metallica album's actually really good. Yeah, so do you think it's a, uh, like it, like just a bit of nostalgia hit and then they'll go and do something else? Or do you think that they're going to throw back to, to what made them great and... and, and sort of lean into it a bit more. Well, this is not not just what made them great. This is before what made them great. This album is very much like pre-peak Metallica in terms of, of their style. This is much more the kind of thrash stuff that they were doing right at the start of their career. And I did, like I said to yeah. Adam on last week's episode, I wondered whether that was part of the conceit of this almost concept album idea that they were doing that this was about you know, years zero to 18 of, of you know, how that, you know, give me the child and give you the man kind of thing. Uh, and they were doing, they did an album of music that they would have been into when they were 18. But I don't think about it too hard because it's Metallica and they're cretins. Um, just fucking, yeah. you know, ignore the words, feel the riffs. So, so that leaves one album which Goldilocks thinks was just right. And by well, a process of elimination, I'm going to assume it was the album that both of us picked for this week, <laughs> Olivia Jean's Raving well, Ghost. And I did actually see a, a, a Instagram friend um, posted about about Olivia Jean and this album uh, and, and the act that she used to be in called The Black Bells. So th- this for me was like, I got one track in and it's like, okay, this, like the old Bezo checklist probably wouldn't have, um, this wouldn't have passed, but this is like, you know, ca- catchy riffs, check. Excellent drumming, interesting drumming, check. A sort of ethereal, slightly back of the mix vocal, check. All Hot right, check. Let's, let's go. There was one, I think it was the second or third track that had like a little bit of a, a twee sort of uh, instrumental flourish to it. But everything else on this album is just fucking ace. Love this album. Thought it was really, really well written too. Um, just like uh, the, the, the little melodic flourishes and pauses and the up and down flow to the album just really got me. I, I just, I, yeah, I really... it's not one pace, is it? They're no, just, it's definitely th- playing with pace. It's, I mean, there's like, there's a few different genres she's playing with here, which is that kind of garage rock, which is that kind of 60s feel, but also there's a bit of surf rock and a bit of kind of 60s pop as well. And quite a lot of the place, it almost feels like. Darkest Timeline B-52s. You think you think of the kind yeah, of influences right. the B-52s had yeah, yeah. with the, the kind of the, the mixture of um, sort of 60s doo-wop, uh, you know, 60s pop and, and garage and, and surf rock and all kinds of general weirdness. And you, you can you can capture a kind of probably two-thirds of what she's doing on this album. Um, having said that, the B-52s never covered Orinoco Flow, which I thought was a a really interesting decision and one I really liked. Yeah. Because I've hated Orinoco Flow for 35 years. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say it. When that fucking awful song got, was getting banged on on Rage and on the, the, the charts 
when I was 10, I despised Enya and I despised every moment. That, that three and a half minutes when that video was on Rage was the longest three and a half minutes of my young life. And uh, finally, the loop has been closed half a lifetime later. Thank you, Olivia Jean. I, I just thought it was um, just really, really well put together. I was, I was just, I, I was just so happy. I was so happy to like listen to it, and then, you know, obviously, sort of wasn't listening to much music on the weekend, and then, you know, sort of came back to all three albums late this week to to just get another view and and obviously the Fred again one I listened to about 15 seconds and went oh yeah that's right I've ticked the box of this I don't need to go back and do this again well you literally said when we, when you set these up you said I don't care if we bezo yeah. this and I'm like well you, you've given yourself the out there mm. well how, how would you know how would you know you could listen to one track or the whole album of that Fred again album and your opinion would be no different than what it was if you listened to fifteen seconds or the whole thing. Yeah, there's um, no, there's no great, um, there's no great co- uh, gear change hidden halfway through the album. He's just doing no. what he's doing. Um, whereas I just, yeah, I just, I just felt this was one of the more complete albums that we've listened to this year. Like it, it felt like it had. Well, but then again, I mean, Fred again's album was was also complete. <laughs> complete dog shit. Thank you for drawing the pictures for the folks that they'd be so. <laughs> I was just like, well, you put it out there, I'm going to knock it down. For the, for the thick kids out there, and I don't mean with two Cs. Oh, Jesus Christ. But but I, I stand by the statement. Adam said, you know, he wondered whether The National was going to be the worst album we listened to all year, and I'm like, oh. I think we've got a contender coming up next week. And I stand, and look, I think it's a, I think it's a horse race because um, that National album is is dreary nonsense. And that fucking Fred again album is is fucking Mogadon. It's it's fucking it's just soaked in Valium. It's just barely has a pulse. Yeah. Um let's talk about Olivia G more. I just, <laughs> this is definitely a contender, I think, for my album of the year so far. I I I just I just I just loved I love the vocal. I loved like I I become a real fan of Pop Chicks. Dr- Oh, chicks, yeah, that's true. Good drumming. I like. I really like to hear just some. Oh, you're not going to like the Metallica album then. <laughs> Actually, the drumming's <laughs> excellent because they can take as many takes as they need to. Yeah, I was going to say, is it a best drumming or best editing? Um, yeah. But yeah, the, and and the the sound mix of this, I just I just think it's perfect. The way that they use her voice just back at the mix is just really well done too. So. Yeah, quite enjoyed this one. Very, very nice. Banger. What See, have you that, got? That was, that's full of bangers. Those songs are bangers. Yeah, they're bangers. Absolutely. And, and, and the smaller bluesy numbers maybe don't bang quite as hard, but that's not quite the point. That's, that's one I'm I'm looking forward to playing in the car quite a bit to to see what sticks in my brain. See what becomes a um, get that heavy run, that heavy album run in the car with the boys because they quite like that that first album we did. Yeah. And it was interesting that Curtis, who's like has earworm disease, right? He, you know, he, all he has to do is hear a catchy riff. Inner ear infections as a kid. Yes. Just walks around fucking humming, you know, a bad version of it again and again and again. Just nothing from that album stuck. And I was like, it's fine to listen to, but it just is not very sticky. But um, I think that's the thing about the. the- the heavy then makes superficially catchy stuff that works, and I hate to hit this point again. That works really well mm. for like Vodafone commercials, but it doesn't. It doesn't kind of 
persist. But uh, as Adam said last week, it's still better than fucking, you know, the national. <laughs> it still has a more worthwhile place in the music fucking ecosystem than something as grim and dreary as them. Uh, all right. What have you got that is new? Uh, I'm going to go for an Australian band called Private Function, and they look quite silly. The single that I saw on my release radar was is literally called Just Having a Geese, um, and they have other fantastic tracks on this album, such as Passion Pop, Bad Day to Be a Beer, and I Just Met the Biggest Cunt in the World, parentheses, It Is You. Close parentheses. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I feel like they have the vibe of the chats without sounding like the chats. I think they sound a bit, um, a bit more kind of party band. Ah, uh, like a big party band. I was thinking, should we do Bad Dreams as our Joker this week? I sort of feel obligated to keep supporting these guys. We've been, you know, on them from the start, haven't we? We did their first album. I did not know their new album was out. Yeah. Well, there it is. Hoo-ha. I was wondering whether, like, sort of because they're, they're, they're almost like a legacy act now, right? <laughs> you do, do them as a joker. Yeah, we did do we did Dogs at Bay um, yeah. in 2015. We did Doomsday Ballad in 2019. So should we do that as a joker? And then if we do that, I've got another Australian act that claims to be an alternative rock singer-songwriter. No. And I just, I'm a little bit down on Australian music at the moment, right? So that's why we picked three albums of theirs. What's that? Sorry, that's why we picked three Australian acts because we're a little bit down on them. No, no, I just, I just wonder whether, like, you, you know, you talk about, um, sort of the, uh, like the, the the gentrification of Triple J, right? The the fact that the the sound that Triple J sort of pushes now is this non-offensive middle-of-the-road pop rock almost. You know, th- there's not much that has – like, you know, I was th- thinking of you talking about Grinspoon in the last ep, and there was a whole bunch of, of artists that Triple J pushed in, in the – now, this might just be me projecting, you know, things were better in my day. But I was thinking, like, you know, you had Grinspoon and you, and you had Regurgitator and you had – Spider bait. Yeah, but uh, and yeah, I guess there was a whole generation of-, of bands that, that I don't know who the equivalent of them are now, and I don't think they have an equivalent now. But but they had like a take, like they had an like, and Bad Dreams is actually a, a pretty good example of a modern band that does like Bad Dreams have an idea of what the sound that they want. Yeah, but I mean, so do so do the Chats, and so do yeah, Polish okay. Club, that's, that's and so do. Fair. Um, West Theberton and so do uh, yeah, okay. Pissed so, Idiots. I mean, th- these bands exist. I just don't know whether anyone's listening to them. Yeah, well, us. So I'm going to go with um, Alex Leahy, who is a supposedly a multi-instrumental alternative rock artist. Not sure how you go as a solo alternative rock artist, but anyway... Um, I'm not sure how you go getting the Joker, given that picked <laughs> fucking Fred again. But you know, well, anyway, I just thought it'd be a nice, um, uh, you know, round, you know, three Australian bands, and you know, call, call it us uh, our Australian Music Month. Because- oh yeah, I know Alex Leahy. Yeah, you do. I've heard of Alex Leahy. Yes. Okay. Alternative indie rock pop. 
Oh, oh, I might have made a bad decision. Vocals, guitar, saxophone, keyboards. Can you be alternative rock with saxophone? I'm not sure about Look, that. Look, um, think Courtney Barnett, but without trying to do Tim Rogers cosplay is probably okay. an area you, you probably might be a good explanation for where Alex Lay is. Yeah, all right. That's not, you know, unpleasant, I guess. Anyway, we'll give that a try because that's what I've got. Unless you had, do you do you have something that's uh, much better, much better pick for the Joker? I'm I'm willing to, you know, I can I can pick Bad Dreams as my actual pick next week. If- oh, I don't want to sell sell out your, my, um, my you're giving you giving her the big wind up. It feels like it's not really um, <laughs> doesn't really feel very cool to sort of cut uh, cut her legs out from underneath it. So no, we'll leave, we'll leave Alex there. I did have one, but um, it will be here next week. It will. When your albums are clearly too shit to be um, win the joke for next week. I did take a lot of bullets in the uh, last episode about my musical choices, and I was like, it's not really a week I can argue the case for that when I picked Fred again. No. And when the, the your good pick was actually sniped. Yeah, well, that's true. It's like my one good pick a year is one where you're not you're not really going to give me credit for because you're going to pick it as well. Because I was, it- uh, oh well, we've got Kenny Rogers and uh, Buck Cherry coming up, so you know it's not all fucking bad. Buck Cherry. I remember buying their first album in 1999 and thinking, "Wow, this guy sounds like Guns and Roses," and here we are, 25 years later, and they still sound like fucking two dollar shop Guns and Roses. Look. June is a little bit uh, a little bit um, house party of my youth areas because we've got Ben Folds and Ben Harper um, releasing an album in early June. Jesus, you don't have to only pick from the double J fucking music list, you know. You can pick from. Like- <laughs> I'm not picking either of those albums, but they're out there. Queens um, of the Stone Age and the Foo Fighters have albums out next month too. Jesus Christ, Queens of the Stone Age. I'll be interested to hear because they haven't done an album in a very long time. Um, Foo Fighters. I feel like they're – I don't really like saying this, but I feel like they're monetizing their grief in a gross kind of way, which is um, – I don't think they're intending to, but that kind of is how it feels. Like A bit of Sophie Ellis Bexter coming up. That'll yeah. be nice. Body type of an album coming out in uh, in June. Um, enjoyed that body type album from last year. A D-Mob Happier due one as well that isn't out yet. Yeah, I, I- I can tell you in June, I'll be picking a lot of stuff that will either be really good or really shit because it, it, it looks like- So how nothing. different is that to every week? It's just that it's always, it's very, very rarely the first one. <laughs> wow. If, if only it wasn't true, I'd really look, like to bite back against that. Look, as a coach, you you understand the importance of, of plain speaking to your players so they can improve mm-hmm. their performance. My only concern is that we've been, we've been playing speaking for eight years and we don't seem to be improving the performance. I'm just – I like to, you know um, – I understand. Yeah, I, I appreciate your dedication to content over everything. Low floor, high ceiling. That's where I'm always at and just, you know. Yeah, I'm this is basically that. Westminster Abbey in that respect. <laughs> that's right. Um, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm just digging basements, unfortunately. Yeah, you're somewhere in the Parisian catacombs under under <laughs> fucking Notre Dame Cathedral. That's right. Just looking up, looking up those tiny little paintings on the roof. Oh, dear. All right, Doc. Uh, pleasure to do tripping balls here. Like, it, it's these uh, diamonds in the rough that make it all worthwhile, and that was that was one of the ones that, you know, that, that'll be in my rotation for the rest of the year, I think, that album. That's a delight. 
All right, catch you, Doc. Cheers, folks. Don't know whether it's um, it's it's not a Troy Kingy Little Sims level um, like straight away. Fuck, that's that you know that's the best thing I've heard for a for a year sort of album. What the um, the one we just the Olivia to. Jane. Um, yeah, my, my only criticism of it is that it's a little bit one trick. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It, I mean, and she's doing different things, but it's all fairly much the same. Like. It's not particularly deep, but it's 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 one trick. But it's a it's a good trick. I like the trick. Yeah, and very very well executed. Um, yeah, I, I, like it's one of those ones where I expect it to either grow on me, or sometimes you listen to those and and you and you start to pick the flaws. Right, you start to you go. What are you doing oh, with okay. your fucking mic, by the way? It's been rattling all all day, all I'm all show. Literally not touching anything. And it's on a spring mount. It shouldn't be making any clicking sounds at all. Hoo ha! I'm not. I'm not even touching anything. I'm on carpet. I'm sitting on a fit ball. What's clicking? Got my hands up in the air for that. You know, for probably real, your hip. Yeah, probably my. Because you're old. <laughs> That's right.